Welcome into The Drive with A.D. and Raf. Former Husker football national champion, speaker, and author, Aaron Davis. Nebraska will win the national championship. The Cornhuskers beat Miami. It is history, 13-0, and bring that trophy back to Lincoln. Former Arena Football League quarterback, former head coach of the Capital City Crush, and guru of Husker football history, Chris Rath. 25 straight wins for the Cornhuskers. One of the most dominating stretches in college football history. We may have seen one of the best teams in the history of college football tonight. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, everybody, we're back again. The Drive, 93.7 The Ticket. Prow- this segment is proudly sponsored by Florio's Italian Restaurant and Grill, just south of Lincoln Southwest High School at 14th and Pine Lake. Stop by for dinner Monday through Thursday from 4 to 9, or you can do lunch or dinner Friday through Sunday. Friday and Saturday, they're open 11 to 10, and Sunday, they're open 11 to 9. They have pasta, seafood, steaks, chops, plus other great Italian dishes. And, of course, they have amazing Italian wines. So stop by there every day. Yep. Florio's awesome place. uh, Let's uh, get to the phone lines, 402-464-5685. We have a phone call from Chris. Chris, happy uh, Tuesday. What's on your mind? Hey, guys. Great show. Well, hey, Florio's is awesome. Give a plug for them. It is. Um, uh, Piggyback on that. But uh, you're talking about the 1980 finals with the uh, Lakers and the Sixers. And those are notable because uh, in Game 5, Kareem, the best player, most dominant player in the NBA, got injured and was not playing in Game 6. And so they put Magic Johnson in at center, and he rolled Daryl Dawkins in the Sixers for 42 points and 16 rebounds, and uh, that started the showtime dominance of the NBA and uh, wasn't even watched by anybody until... 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night because it was tape delayed. Tape delayed, yep. Not, <laughs> That's not, awesome. not until Bird and Johnson had their rivalry set in stone another year or two later, and Isaiah, Dominique, and Jordan came along because they start putting the NBA games on a at their regular times, you know. But yeah, that was that started the, the showtime. Yep, yep. And and Magic just absolutely took over. I wish I could tell you I saw it, but you know I didn't. I was young and have you watched and any of that? Late at night and, have you watched any of that Showtime? No, uh-uh. If, I have not seen that. If you get, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a big Lakers fan. Not but, a big uh, Lakers fan. Well, I'm, a, I'm from Chicago, so that's you know that's where I roll. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, if you ever get a chance, though, check out the Showtime. Even though you're not a Lakers fan, it's a pretty entertaining <laughs> show. So I've it, heard it's awesome. So. Yeah, they cover a lot of that that 1980 year. Well, actually, that's the entire first season. So yeah. But thanks. You so know much. what year it was when they started doing uh, the NBA at the regular uh, appointed times. Raph, uh, I think it was. I, mean, I can't remember exactly when I that th- happened, but I think that's kind of what changed it. It was a, it was a year or two after that because you had Bird and Magic that you know changed you know pretty much the entire NBA because the NBA back before they got drafted they were I was almost on its way out like bankrupt. So they yeah they, yeah even Doctor J you know couldn't uh, get yeah. the get the attention that he he deserved you know but. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, man. Thanks, brother. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Have a good day. Yeah, that's that's man. That's that is crazy though. That 1985, it, almost 40 years ago. 
Yeah, Michael Jordan won the MVP. Jeez. 1980. I mean, that's 40, 43. Does that make you feel old? I don't. I see. I don't really remember much of Bird and Magic, like in 1980. I starts coming into more for for me, like 83. That's when I started. I kind of remember it and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, the good old days. All right, everybody. It's probably that time, Nick. Okay. I'm gonna say the trigger word. Texters, feel free to text in your opinions or what you're feeling today. Dylan Rayola. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it. No. <laughs> yeah. There's our thoughts. So we got a text earlier about about Dylan Rayola thinking whether if um rule using run using the quarterbacks as runners made yeah, any wanting to run with the quarterback. Yeah, I I don't think that had any any intake. I think I I look at it like this. Did I think we had a chance at getting Dylan Rayola? I think there was a chance. Was it super strong? I never thought it was super strong, but I liked that our hat was in the ring. Um, how how do I put this? But I'm glad I'm glad that if Nebraska is ever going to get back to being Nebraska again, mm-hmm. they're going to have to keep on throwing their hat in the ring, and sooner or later they're going to have to hit on somebody. And that's and it that just has to happen. You look at the Alabamas, you look at the Georgias, and they have, you know, they're getting the top pretty much the top players in the nation. Yeah. And I guess I get upset when I've heard a lot of people say, Well, we're better off anyway. Well, I, I don't agree with that. I, I don't think we're better off that we did not get Dylan Rayola, but I believe we can move on from it mm-hmm. and we'll be fine. Uh, then you also hear, well, if we would have known he wasn't going to come, we could have maybe recruited uh, Daniel, Daniel Kalen. Kalen. Yeah, you could have, but you've got to go for. I've always, you've got to go for the best available on the board. Dylan Rayola was the best available. They felt they had the opportunity to get him. I don't, and I don't one bit look back on it and say, well, we should have just not even went for him. We should have just yeah. went for Kalen. I don't I don't see that. I don't I don't like that attitude. I think you gotta go for it. I, I hope I hope and I know that Nebraska is still gonna go after, you know, the top players in the country. And sooner or later we'll hit on one. And a lot of that is going to mm-hmm. be maybe contingent upon this year. If we get a few wins under our belt, it's it's a snowball effect. You look back at the you look back at the early nineties in Nebraska. Yeah. The 90, 90, 91 season, Nebraska was still playing good football. They were winning their nine, their 10 games, but there just wasn't it, there, that spark wasn't quite as there. It was that spark had built up in the 80s. You had like Turner Gill, Steve Taylor. You had those teams where we were contending for national championships. Then the early 90s came and it was like we were still winning games, but it just didn't. Miami was taking us to task in the Orange Bowl and we were struggling. Well, then all of a sudden we got Tommy Frazier. And you felt that snowball effect. Mm-hmm. You got Tommy. Then you get Grant Wistrom. Then you get Lawrence Phillips. And it, it just starts snowballing. And you bring in all that. And that's kind of what Nebraska needs now. I thought, did I think, that Dylan Rayola could be that player? Totally. 100%. That's why I feel like they should have went after him like they did. Because I felt like he is that program guy to where if we would have got him, that snowball effect takes mm-hmm. place. Okay, we did not get him. So be it. Wish him all the best. And any fans out there that are texting the young man or whatever and saying bad stuff, don't do that. Because in today's land of college football, 
would I be surprised, say, in another year or two that he's in the would enter the transfer portal? I wouldn't be surprised one bit. Like I, I have this theory. Look at look at Georgia with with Stetson Bennett. He competed against five star quarterbacks, mm-hmm. but he got the job. He led him to a national title. He made himself where he 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 couldn't be replaced. So look at it this year. Maybe Dylan Rayola gets to Georgia. The quarterback there at Georgia this year, he's a junior, and they have a junior and a sophomore. Maybe he comes in, they win the national championship. Well, then that pretty much says, well, Dylan, you're going to have to wait two more years because we want that quarterback to return to be the the quarterback. Well, then Dylan's like, well, dang, maybe I should go somewhere. So, So be nice to him. Wish him all the best. Heck, you never know. College football is a weird game. I just, I wouldn't call this a pipe dream. There's there's been some some recruiting pipe dreams where in Nebraska football where it's like, yeah, you don't really feel good, but we're we really hope that we get this guy. I, I think there was a, there was significant uh, there was a significant possibility that Dylan Raiola comes, but I, I think when you look at it, you look at the winning solves a lot of problems, guys. Winning winning solves True. a lot of issues, and unfortunately. Dylan Raiola in this case, and you can have whatever thoughts about him you want when I say this, he's choosing a proven winner over a program yeah. that has to rebuild from the bottom. Yeah, And, and, Tom- and that's, that's just how it is. And Thomas, you say, remember you wanted to give him everything, Ralph? I still would. I, and because here, here's the thing. Where, where Nebraska's at, I'm not sure Dylan Raiola takes Nebraska just by himself to a, a 10-win college football playoff caliber team. I'm, I'm not sure that's the case. And there's there's examples of that uh, of really good quarterbacks or one really good player on a team going to a team that isn't a perennial superpower, yeah. and they're good, but they're not measuring up against the Alabamas or Georgias. And so, yeah. when you look at Georgia, and although they haven't necessarily had the best success uh, developing quarterbacks, like obviously Stetson Bennett gets drafted by the Rams, and and you had. Like their their best developed quarterback is probably Matthew Stafford in recent memory, because Jake Fromm didn't work out. Um, obviously, Justin Fields is now an Ohio State product, and so Aaron Murray was a was a perennial <laughs> backup in a USFL or whatever. Wasn't he supposed to be the future of the team? Yeah. Chiefs? So like so whatever it may be, Georgia doesn't have a good you know pedigree of of you know developing quarterbacks, but you also have to remember. They have a new offensive coordinator in Mike Bobo, who this this family, the the Riola family knows. Yeah, he was and um, and, and Matt Stafford's coach. Yes, who knows? There, they have really good connections with not only Dan Orlovsky but also with Matthew Stafford. And did you see the NFL draft this year? <laughs> did you see who the Eagles took? Did you see all the players took taken in the first couple of days? A lot of Georgia Bulldogs, and. Unfortunately, right now, Nebraska's just not in that spot. And Dylan has now chosen to join them rather than try and, and carve out his own path at Nebraska. I'm sure I'm sure the NIL money was great at both places. I like this I, I don't see this as a Nebraska didn't pay him enough. No. I, I don't see that as That's this. Not it. I also don't see Dylan Riola knowing who, who his family is making a, si- a decision for their future based yep. on NIL money. I don't. I don't see that happening. No, I don't see that either. And another thing that I I see too is a lot of people are like throwing out the that his uncle coaches here. I I don't think that played a factor in it. Was it good that he had family here? Yeah, it was good. But at the end of the day, you 
like Dominic, for instance. Yeah. He loves Nebraska. Absolutely loves Nebraska, would do anything for Nebraska. But at the end of the day, you want your kids to make their decisions on their own. Could could Dominic maybe have been like, hey, you got to go to Nebraska because dad, you know, your dad played here. Your dad, your dad wants you to go here, maybe. But I, there's no, uh, giving him the, the chance where he made his decision, that's, that's what I look at. So I hope that like, no one's negative towards Dominic either, well, you know, being like, you didn't have your son coming. Because, because you want, you want your kids to, to do what they want to do. It's their life. And that's. And, and Big Bird says this Ohio State wide receiver commit already said that he's, he's interested in where Dylan went. Could he have drawn a bunch more commits to Nebraska? It's more than just Dylan Raiola. And you're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, that big week, that big visit week yeah. back in March, it was all centered around Dylan Raiola. However, that is why five-star wide receiver Ryan Wingo was on visit. That's why yeah. Brandon Baker, who, by the way, is still – and this is this is why you maybe throw your chips into the hat. Yep. It's because, like, the number one offensive tackle in the country, Brandon Baker, is very high on Nebraska. Yeah. Despite, obviously, Nebraska not going to be able to get Dylan Raiola and not being able to go get Ryan Wingo, yep. he is still and, – and Nebraska, here's the thing, like – Red Rocket says we got to admit the only reason we why we thought we had a chance was because his uncle was here. We never had a chance. I, I, I think there that's was wrong. A chance. I think that's wrong because as time evolved, it became less. You heard less about uh, Dylan Raiola's uncle's coaching here. Oh, Dylan Raiola's dad. It, it was more of Dylan Raiola. Excuse me. Dylan Raiola has an incredible relationship with Matt Rule and his staff. Yep. That, is, that is why I think Nebraska had a chance. Yep. That might have gotten – here's the thing. The, the coach – excuse me, the uncle coaching here and the dad playing here may have given Nebraska a foot in. Yep. However, you got to remember that the previous staff absolutely just, just peed all over that opportunity. Yep. They absolutely peed it down their leg. And so now this new staff came in, and you have the mistakes of the old staff – and you have a brand new staff coming in where, hey, your uncle coaching here and your dad playing here doesn't really do, doesn't make up for what that previous yep. staff did to you. Yep. So I think we forget that. So this new staff, and, and this is maybe what you can take away as optimism for the future in recruiting, this new staff came in and basically was 10 steps back yep. from step one. Yep. With Dylan Raiola, and they somehow navigated yep. their way into the top three. They got him in there, yeah. And then you got to look at too, even though we did not get him by bringing him up there for that recruiting visit, you brought in like the tackle Baker, that yeah. that maybe maybe we end up getting him. Then then all of a sudden, word spreads. That's one thing I know about college football: the word spreads. And what these recruits see, maybe we might not get them, but they're talking to other people. And then down the line, say Nebraska patches together some wins. Then then the narrative completely changes. It's not like, oh yeah, these coaches are good recruiters and they're they have great facilities and they're they're this and they're that. Winning we always talk about winning solving a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. And winning will definitely improve the recruiting, I guarantee you. I just and and to answer, I mean, the Sunday texture asked, can you blame Dylan Raiola right now? Nebraska is rolling with dual-threat quarterbacks, which he's not. We haven't put a successful quarterback in the NFL since Veragamo. It would have been weird if he had chosen us. And I think, I mean, I, we talked about that during the break, Raph. Like, it would be weird. 
now, not to mention because I don't, I don't want this to sound like I'm backpedaling on everything I've said over the last five months, yeah. because it would have been monumental, and and maybe I was looking through it personally with rose colored glasses, thinking, yeah, you know, this is meant to be and things like that. But I mean, in in a hundred percent honesty, and this is not my way to try to cope with the decision. It is what it is. It's part of recruiting. But like you sit here, and I think it would have been weird if Dylan Riola would have come here. You would have not questioned his decision making, but I think you would have been like, "Wow, did Nebraska really beat a guy, a team that has sent however many five stars to the league yep. and and been able to?" I, the whole Philadelphia Eagles are the are the Georgia Bulldogs now, like. <laughs> So I think you just sit except here. Except their quarterback. Except for their quarterback. But, and the conversation, I don't know. I'm not in the boat of that Dylan Ryle is going to transfer in a couple years. I just am not there. Because we'll, we'll be, because people are, are so confident. Oh, have you seen all the stars that are in that quarterback room? Yeah. Obviously, he doesn't care. Yeah. Obviously, he doesn't care. And well, I also went, think His that, big thing is I think he really wants to play. And I think if he ends up in the transfer portal, it's going to be because it will be because of playing time. Oh, I'm sure, and, but and you never know. Like, say this quarterback this year, say he sits out his first year, he wins an ass championship as a sophomore. Well, then all of a sudden, you're not going to be like, well, I mean, you could have a quarter open up quarterback con- competition, but for the most part, usually if they win the national title, they're going to come back and use that quarterback. Well, and and you can't sit here if you're Georgia. I, and I, this is one thing that I'm real confident in, and, and we know how how good of a high quality recruiter that uh, Kirby Smart and his staff is. But if you're Georgia or anybody, this is why you need to win yeah. for if you're Nebraska, because you yeah. know darn well there's negative recruiting going on against Nebraska. Oh yeah, totally. And 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 unfortunately, as sad as it is to say, the only defense that Nebraska has is now well, you have a new staff. Yep. That's the only thing that they can come back with, and they can yep. they can tell you all the things that they're going to do differently, and all the the positives that are going to come out of it. But from from strictly a business standpoint, if you're Georgia, you're going all right. How many guys has Nebraska put in the league? How many guys in day one or two has Nebraska put in the league? How many wins does Nebraska have? Mm-hmm. Did they ever beat a college football playoff team sixty five to seven in the biggest game of the season? No, they didn't. Oh, in fact, they haven't been to a, a conference title. Since 2010, they haven't won a conference title since 1999. Yeah, there's there's all this unfortunately, and this is the real world. There's all this negative recruiting that's going on, and if you're a if you're a good recruiter, you're doing it, 100. Yeah. percent You are doing it, and it, because Nebraska can't back it up, they can't they can't sit there and say, Ah, oh, Dylan, they're wrong. We we've won we've won a conference title, but it's been it's been more. They can't say that. Yeah. So if you're a good recruiter. And you're doing your homework about the teams that you're competing with. Hey, you know what? What's I, obviously I'm sure there's a couple things that Nebraska can say about Georgia or say about USC, but you can't dispute the the dominant performances that Georgia's oh, no, had no. in the last couple of years. You yep. can't dispute the three Heisman Trophy winners that Lincoln Riley's coached. Yep. It, it's just disappointing. It's tough, but winning changes everything. Yep. And I I look at it too. Um, the question about Nebraska's Nebraska's offense and. Yeah, having dual threat quarterbacks. One of the things that I saw in the spring game that I really liked to see was, I know we have like the dual threat quarterbacks right now, but Nebraska's offense is set up to where it. Yeah, it's it, 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 it's not like it used to be. Like when, like the Frost offense, uh, you needed to do it for his offense to work. You needed a dual threat quarterback. 
But the Nebraska offense, it's it's complex now to where they can go under center, that where they could have adjusted to Dylan Rayola. So I don't think it, yeah. being, having a dual threat quarterback would have mattered much in this offense, just for the fact that they could have adjusted it to where they didn't have to run the quarterback going under center, you know, using the fullback, using the H back. So they mm-hmm. they had plans and they still do, and that's gonna that's gonna be advantageous for for quarterback recruiting in the future years. Is they're not locked in. You do not need a dual threat quarterback to run this offense. It's just a matter of what what type of plays and how they the formations they run will be different. Like they yeah. might not always be in the RPO style. So I, I saw that in the spring game and that made me smile knowing that they have, they have capabilities. Like there'll be no more probably fourth and ones in the shotgun, which no for me that, that fourth and ones from the one yard line. That, that'll be a side side. Or, excuse eyes. me, the, the shotgun for the one yard. Line. Okay. Let's go to the phone lines. We got Matthew and Hickman, Matt. Sorry, man. We, we made you wait a little bit longer there. What's up? Ah, man, you guys are great listening. You guys is awesome. Hey, a um, couple things. Sip brought up a, a pretty solid point this morning on uh, Sip and Jake this morning. And, you know, is there any thought about the kid just wants to go be a football player? Maybe he doesn't want all the pressures of, hey, you're the one that's going to bring it back. You're going to bring it back. You're the legacy. You're the savior. La da 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 da. I mean, that that to me, I mean, we, we got to remember, dude. Yes, he's been. You know, he's the LeBron James of football. If you remember back to LeBron's high school days, if everybody wants him, throwing offers at him, deals here, deals there. Maybe, just maybe, the kid wants to go be a football player and just play football. Secondly, the adults in the room on Twitter, it's disgusting. It is hands down disgusting. These are these are high school kids, man. Let's anybody that's listening, and I'm just a nobody, so take it for a grain of salt. Do better. They, you're embarrassing yourself. Yep. All right, appreciate you, boys. Later. How's it going, brother? Yeah, I, yeah. No, it's, I mean, the, the whole football player thing. I, I mean, there's there's probably some truth to that. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about blending in? I mean, go there where where there's twenty three thousand yeah. other five star. I mean, but he's still, so I, you're still going to be still going to have a spotlight. I mean, on. I mean, when you're let's, the, let's when think you're about the number it, one though. recruit in the country, you're going to have your yeah. spotlight on you, no and especially matter, when you play the quarterback. No matter position. no matter where you go at in Georgia, Georgia I, the same way. It probably don't get the talk that. The Nebraska does just because you know we're. I always talk about how we're here, we're around it, we see it. But I guarantee you, down in Georgia, it's it's the same way. The spotlight, the spotlight's yeah. here. SEC football, it's a it's a it's well, an animal. Well, and and I suppose with not don't forget, people still are divisive about Adrian Martinez. Like, can we imagine a couple things before we go to break here? Adrian Martinez was a polarizing player for Nebraska football. That guy was the epitome of everybody's favorite when things are going okay and everybody's worst hated enemy when Nebraska's losing. And and the pressure that got to Adrian, conversations away from the cameras, off air, it it is not easy to deal with. So I, I think that's a real thing. But I also I, another, I look back on that too. I think I blame I blame some of that though on the coaching. I, oh, oh, hundred percent. But you, he was you feel put, like you're sitting he was there going, "Man, I'm strong armed into this situation. Yeah. I, there's no way out." And, and I, fe- I felt bad for him in that fact that I felt like he was put into some situations that he probably they probably could have helped him, but yeah, they just kept on. I I also think it's important to remember for all the fans that are saying, "Oh, I can't wait till Dylan Raiola gets in the transfer portal. Can't wait for all this." Can't wait for all that. You have to remember that 
you can cheer for them to enter the portal from somebody else, from somewhere else to come to Nebraska, but then you can't get pissed at a guy when somebody leaves when us. Somebody leaves Nebraska. <laughs> it, you, it's not. Yeah. I, I'm serious because that's that's the most yep. two faced crap yep. that I've ever seen, and I, I get so annoyed with it yep. because what's the difference of Casey Thompson or Jeff Sims leaving in this situation? You're going saying, all right, yeah, go ahead, Dylan. Get your NIL money because you guys think that's a, such a big part of it. Go get your NIL money at Georgia or whatever it may be. Sit there for two years and then come back to Nebraska. Yeah. That If you're going to cheer that on, don't get mad when A.J. Allen leaves. Don't yep. get mad when a starting wide receiver decides to dip. Exactly. You can't, or, or Ernest Hausman for that matter. Yeah. You cannot have it both ways. Yep. Exactly. And, and believe it or not, we just rattled off all the the, the – not winning that Nebraska's been doing over the last 20 years. Yep. As much as it stings and sucks, the world's not revolving around Nebraska and the college football yep. world anymore. That's what I try to tell everybody. I'm like, it's it's not, and it, that's what that's what the task that Coach Rule and his staff has been tasked with is to to get us back up there to when we're... 100%. And and I, I think that Nebraska went out and got a coach that's capable of doing that. Unfortunately... Once again, as we just said, I, I'm not sure Dylan Riola was the one answer or the one thing missing from Nebraska becoming a national perennial powerhouse. It but wasn't. It sure would I help. think I think it sped up the process. Oh yeah, totally. It would have sped up the and process, it, and, and it, not just with Dylan, but with other guys that would come. Yep. But and I think that's just how it I is. Think, unfortunately, I, I think that if you if you look when we look back on it, I think that having that opportunity to recruit him and to get him on campus and get the players that he brought with him. I think that's going to help us in the long run. I know yeah. it right now it stings because we did not we did not get him, but it, it gets it gets that ball it gets that ball rolling not as fast mm-hmm. as maybe we'd liked it to, but it's it's getting there. And the more the more players you get, and and like Coach Rule says, we've recruited at some of the schools where we didn't have the you know the big insignia with the the Nebraska name, the Notre Dame name, the Miami you know the names that the blue bloods of college football. He goes, we got that now. So I. I I'm I'm intrigued and I'm excited to see over these next you know few years you know what Nebraska is going to do on the recruiting mm-hmm. front because these guys know what they're doing and I'm excited and girls and I'm excited to see how it all plays out and it's a learning experience we'll learn from it and move on. Sanderson says, which offensive line would you rather play behind? From that standpoint, I mean, here we are. Hey, you ain't seen nothing. One yet, that's Sanderson. one that's coached by your uncle, right? But we 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 kept Donovan Raiola on the staff solely for this. Yep. We can fire Donovan now. Get rid of him. I think right. Nebraska, I think Nebraska, That's what everybody wants. Nebraska fans, I think, are going to be surprised by Nebraska's offensive line this year. Uh, Cole, Throwing it out there right now. Colgan J, completely unrelated here, says Nick, have we been given a bug update? What is the status of your grade and the bug collection for your class? Some he got a ninety-seven. Some of us need to know. Colgan J, good news. I got a 97%. News was broken by me this morning. Yeah, Raph broke it. He interrupted me so really. I stole his thunder. Just like he does with it. Now I know what AD... I'm on AD's side now. Surprise. I'm fully on AD's side. Surprise, surprise. Raph's on an island all by himself again. Yeah, yeah. You guys believe this? You do this to yourself. The nicest guy I know, and I'm always on an island all by myself. I don't understand it. It's not right. What did I say earlier in the show? Point the thumb or... uh, Point the thumb, not the finger. Yeah, whatever. All right, everybody. We're going to send it to break. As they say in Denver, let's ride. <laughs>